0: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engines running, commit liftoff.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the SWAT radio program here on Wednesday, October 12th. I'm David Gray and today along with Brad Sykes, Doug McCary is off and we are certainly glad that you've joined us. Uh, For those of you who might be new to SWAT Radio or who need a reminder, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And it grew out of uh, a weekly series of Bible studies that Doug teaches in and around Jacksonville. And um, the radio program kind of picks up on what Doug is teaching in the weekly uh, Bible studies and kind of teaches that on the air. And Brad is certainly been involved with Doug doing that since the inception of SWAT radio and if you ever need uh, or are interested in attending a SWAT Bible study they are at the beach in and Vedra and uh, in, there's one in Mandarin on Thursday mornings and one here at the Salem Center on Wednesday and a Zoom call on Thursday nights but all of those times and locations can be found at SWATradio.com and we would encourage you to check that out. So Brad how are you? <clears throat> had to cough there wednesday already i am good and
2: just before we go any further thank you for uh, filling in on monday (laughs) nothing like a little last minute to doug taylor
1: was here on oh that's right taylor was here i I had to say no (laughs) well i told him work really interferes with my personal life yeah
2: exactly i I told uh, so i don't know what it is maybe it's something the air you know you get a little breath of fresh air, and it does something to it. The older I get, I seem like I have allergies that I didn't have 20 years ago. And uh, we've had some just gorgeous weather over the last week. Yeah. And uh, and I woke up Sunday, couldn't even go to church. I was just exhausted. And then uh, thought, well, I'll just give it the day. And I was worse that night, woke up Monday morning, didn't feel any better. So I, I had to play hooky uh, from SWAT, but thanks to Taylor or uh, filling in for me, and good to have you in filling in for Doug today.
1: Yeah, hey, Doug is uh, traveling with his daughter, Rachel, back up to yep. North Carolina and spending some time with his family, so always good to be here.
2: Yeah, amen, and and like you said, SWAT is a, uh, gosh, Doug and I were talking about this last week. You know, we've, we've been going for, it's uh, six years now. <clears throat> I think it's six years. Yeah,
1: that sounds right. Uh,
2: just incredible. And I won't go into the story about how he hooked me into this, but <laughs> yes, SWAT is... Uh, <laughs> is the operative <laughs> word. That is true. Uh, I didn't fall into it. I got hooked into it. But uh, no, glad to be here. You know, we believe, as Paul wrote in Second Timothy 3, that all scriptures breathed out by God, it's profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God might be complete, <clears throat> equipped for every good work. And I know that as we get into the text today that Doug and I were in yesterday and Taylor was in on Monday, uh, we're looking at Acts seventeen, verses one through fifteen. And uh in fact, Doug mentioned this yesterday, and I had to just agree with him, I'm sure you would you would agree that the the more time you spend in the Word of God, the more you become <clears throat> aware of your own depravity, aware of God's holiness, and you you get, I, I don't know, I think you gain more, uh, there's more depth to God. Mm. You know, it, it's like you could look at a passage like we're looking at today, which I'm very familiar with. And yet, not only whether you're teaching it or you're studying it, is that uh, just allow God's word, allow the Holy Spirit to teach us in his word. Yeah. So often we approach God's Word like, oh, I know that text. Let me just read it because that's what I'm supposed to
1: do. And yet, wow, here it is. This is so good. Well, I was listening. uh, I was joking with you before we came on the air that uh, while I was on my monthly early morning fitness walk this morning, (laughs) it's a new workout plan. I was listening to you and Doug from the program from yesterday, and, and you talked about that from a little different angle yesterday on the program where you said the... the
2: Remind me what I well, said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have the advantage of having... Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. When, you're, when you're on and you, you, know, you might get done and think, don't remember everything you said, mm-hmm. but I had the advantage of listening to you this morning. But you were talking about that as you've grown in your walk and the longer you've walked with God and been in the Word, that your appetite mm. has increased yeah. for the Word. And I think that's not an accident. I think that's the way God sanctifies us, and one of the ways. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's like anything else. I think about maybe any pursuit that you would have in life that you enjoy. A, a lot of times, you know, the more you do it, the, the more you want to do it, whether it's, and, and that can work in a good way or in a bad way. Kind of like walking, <laughs> your <Yeah>. monthly walk. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, let's say you take something, whether it's golf or, any other hobby you take it up and you know, you, you grow in it and you get better and you understand it more, you you want to do it. It's more enjoyable. And I'm I'm not comparing being in the word of a holy God to playing golf, but, but the principle <clears throat> is the same, that that you know, we, we grow as we practice it. My mother used to say, We're practicing for who we're going to be in heaven. Yeah. Amen. And I, I just yeah, think man. there's a lot to that and and I know I notice and I'm like anybody else. I can go stretches where I'm weak in my walk and in my time in the word. And I notice that I'm, I'm much more prone to as the hymn says, prone to wander. Yeah, I was, uh, that
2: was, I was actually thinking of that, ver, uh, that song, but I was thinking of a, <clears throat> and I had to just look it up. Uh, it's Job eleven seven, And I've shared this before. It, it It says, can you find out the deep things of God? Uh, Can you find out the limit of the Almighty? Another translation says, can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? Job goes on and it says, let us stop and consider God's wonders. He performs wonders that cannot be counted, miracles that cannot be fathomed. That's kind of my translation, but... You know, the, the reality is, and, and we talked about this yesterday, is that if we're going to be kingdom priests and we're going to have an impact in the world that we're living in, number one, it's vital that we live boldly, you know. And then yesterday we talked about that we speak biblically. And you'll you'll live boldly when you understand who God is.
1: Right right they're it, it's, very very closely linked you can't you you made this point you can't you can't live boldly without knowing the bible yeah. without and you can't yeah. they're, they're they're intertwined yeah they're dependent on each other
2: there's so many different analogies but one of the things that came to my mind <clears throat> as i was looking over this today is that you think about a recipe I, i'm not a big cook I, chef by any stretch uh <clears throat> but I can watch what somebody's doing on YouTube or I can get a recipe. I think, man, I'm going to make that. And I I stay very true to the recipe. Mm. And the next time I make it, I don't make it from memory. I go back to the recipe and I make it again. Now, over time, if I make it enough times, it will become second nature to me. Mm. In other words, I'm going to do it enough times to Where I gain the confidence that i don 't have to necessarily go to the recipe anymore that 's where I think the idea of uh the confidence if we 're going to live boldly, if we 're going to live confidently, then we have to know who God is. We have to know his word and rightly, as Paul said to Timothy, rightly handling the word of truth
1: yep yep
2: and and I think so many of us we hesitate. To engage in discipleship because we don't know the word well enough. Mm. Uh, there, we had a caller yesterday, and I appreciate John, John calling I was in. Bring up it this was call. so good. It was, a great call. it was awesome, you know, to say you know I I, I don't I don't feel adequate. And I remember uh, Tim Lusk, uh, who's been on this show many times. Program, excuse me, many times. Pastor Tim Lusk. I remember approaching Tim after an, a deacon meeting several years ago, us hearing uh, some news about the particular individual in the church who had um, committed a a sin and it took me so by surprise because I felt like I knew this guy and I remember telling Tim after the the deacon meeting I said I know I'm supposed to go talk to this guy because I'm fairly close with him but I feel so inadequate and Tim Tim Lusk said that's the way you should feel Mm -hmm. now here I just said you should be confident and bold but i'm not confident in my own abilities
1: right, right. Paul,
2: paul said i don't come to you with any words of wisdom or you know crafty
1: speech but i come in the power of the gospel right it's the balance i think and i thought about this when when you were speaking with john yesterday at 6 this morning as i was feeling <laughs> inadequate in my own fitness i was it, it's a it's a balancing act between biblical humility right yes. we, we are to be humble and have humility knowing that we are inadequate yeah but also to your point confident and strengthened in that god is working through us right so it's what is what is paul right <laughs> when i'm weak then i'm strong mm-hmm. god yeah. opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble this idea that when we think we've got it that's when we don't <laughs> But when yeah, I
2: got to make a note on that one. That was good. <laughs> well, that, that'll we, preach right when there. <clears throat> when we know,
1: when we know that we are inadequate, but it's not, it's not letting that knowledge that we are inadequate stop us, because yep. the Bible also says, as Doug has said many times, and you have, and we've been through it, we're a holy nation, a royal priesthood, ambassadors for Jesus. So. The Spirit, Jesus said, "You know, go and wait for the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to the disciples, and and He'll come on you with power." Yeah. So Acts <clears> one eight. <throat> yeah, it's that it's that humility, knowing who we are in ourselves, but that confidence, knowing who He is, and that both of those aspects of things grow as we know Him. Amen.
2: And learn Amen. We got to get out of the way, is what you're saying. May I decrease so that He might
1: increase? Right. 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 We're gonna take our first break. I know I'm looking towards Steve because I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna He's take... been waving at us. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. Glad you are with us. We're looking at Acts 17, 1-15 and we will be right back to continue that
0: discussion. If you'd yeah, like to contact well, SWAT Radio, really the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928 yeah. so
1: Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. And speaking of like a lighthouse shining from the sea, we're always glad to have our listeners at WPMH, the lighthouse in Chesapeake. Wasn't that slick, Brad? That was very good. You've done that before. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are glad to have all of our listeners, whether on WMOX, WMER in Meridian, WPMH, the lighthouse in Chesapeake. And I think that covers coastal Carolina and that, that whole area up there. And of course, WTRJ here locally in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and Folkestone. Uh, as we said earlier, you can always hear us live on SWATradio.com or on the SWAT Radio app. And you can hear SWATradio.com is a great resource uh, for past programs as well. Uh, thanks to our brother and good friend, James Grimm in Idaho, who takes care of that for us. James. Takes care of the site for us. And, uh, I mention it every time, but James' uh, recaps of each day that are on SWATradio.com are, are worth the price of admission. They are, no question. Uh, just to go out <coughs> there and read James' mm-hmm. summaries yeah. uh, of each program. So, <laughs> Well, I got
2: a, got a text while we were on the break. Somebody mentioned that Job 11.7 being one of their favorite verses. I was actually, you know, we are talking about just knowing the Word of God that back to kind of this confidence. We're not confident in ourselves. Uh, we're confident in, in God. We're bold because he goes before us. We're not speaking our own words. And and that's kind of what I was even getting at earlier is just the, the vastness of God's word. Romans 11, 33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and untraceable his ways. That as we open the Word of God, and we let it get in us, we talk about that a lot. That we let that get in us. It doesn't just kind of skim the surface. Even, even the. Uh, I don't. Know, did you you go to the Wednesday morning study
1: this morning? No, I didn't. No, because I'm going tomorrow morning. Yeah, and
2: I'm not going to. Are you teaching tomorrow? I am. Good. Um, well, then you you probably have something to say about this. But we were talking about the you know. Uh, seeing the world with divine eyes and engaging the world with a divine message. and and But really, and you kind of touched on it earlier in that first segment about uh, us decreasing, him increasing, that our confidence is, is in Christ, that as we proclaim the word of God, we trust that it won't return void. Mm. Isaiah says that, that it won't return void. and that But we've got to know the word.
1: Right, right. It, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, I, I'm think trying to figure out a good analogy, but it's, you know, we've we've ta- we use sports analogies a lot, and I think they're good ones. I think yeah, a lot of people absolutely. can relate to them, but but people talk about Michael Jordan or or think of any great athlete, and you think, wow, they were they're just so good, and they were born with so much talent, and that's that's true. <laughs> But do you think Michael Jordan got to be Michael Jordan by just being born with that talent? And of course the answer is no. Hours and hours and weeks and months of practice. And then you take somebody like his coach Phil Jackson, right? And 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 again, I'm not comparing the lord to Phil Jackson. But the idea that that Michael Jordan put in all that time and then I'm sure there were times when when he did things on the court where he went wow where did that come from mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i guess my point is we we get in the word and then did you ever have a situation where you're talking with someone or you're trying to share and all of a sudden you say a bunch of things and you go <laughs> wow where where did that come from and and it's not that i'm impressed with myself right but it's just like, <laughs> wow, I didn't even think about that mm-hmm. beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's coming out of me. Where's that coming? That's
2: about of- 90% of the show, we, the program
1: we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but where is that coming from? Right. And, and I guess my point is, it's kind of a kind of a rambling point, but the point is, just like in athletics, when you practice, right, you're practicing, and then stuff happens almost mm-hmm. like from from memory or yeah. a memory that you're not even yeah. aware of. Yeah. And I think with the word God and Jesus even says this. Of course, he's saying it about when you're dragged in front of mm-hmm. kings and courts and and you're being persecuted. I'll give you the words to yeah. say. But I think yeah. that's true in, in any circumstance. Well, and
2: I think your 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 similarities or your parallel there with Jordan. You know, be it and you can take anything. Take golf, right. uh, Tiger Woods, yep. absolutely, truly gifted, uh, just physically gifted, mentally gifted. He still had to work hard and steward over that gift, and and again, you can go to my recipe, go go to your favorite recipe. You that didn't just come to you, right? You know, you have to develop things, and and this idea, and I think it's again, it's kind of this Greek uh, model uh, that it's very head-driven, it's very knowledge, information-driven, and uh, it, it it's not. You know, we've talked about, it's not the Hebrew model that, hey, Jesus said, come, follow me, yeah. and I will make you fishers of men. It, we're, well, there's a couple of things going on there. He's saying, come, follow me, and then he's telling us what he's going to do. Yeah. Okay, so if we're going to follow him, then a result of that, a fo- the, the result of following Jesus is, is going to be that he's going to make us fishers of men. Are we fishing for men? Yeah. And if we're not fishing for men, are we following Christ? Yeah, I, I know that. Um, maybe that's oversimplifying well, it here.
1: What we were talking earlier about how how living boldly and speaking biblically are intertwined, absolutely and dependent on each other. And what you just said is the same thing. Following, being a fisher of men, is dependent first and foremost on following Christ. And and if we follow Christ, we're going to be fishers of men. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's very much intertwined and although I would say being the fisher is is the is what you is dependent on following him, not the Absolutely. Other <clears throat> um although there but there's such an interconnection there.
2: Well, you you and I have been on mission trips together, you know, sharing the gospel evangelizing that's you know yes i do believe, evangelism is a spiritual gift but it's not only to be used by people who have that gift right uh, that's a gift of mine uh and I, I would say it comes pretty easy for me but that's probably because i i can talk to people i i I see little opportunities to engage with people. We're going to kind of talk about that next week the idea of engaging uh, people. How do you do that? You know, and I think Doug mentioned that he's going to bring back in and maybe even do a handout on sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. which I mentioned yesterday mm-hmm. is that if we're to be fishers of men, then we're to be sharing the gospel with people. Yeah. The word. And getting back to this idea that we are to live boldly, we are to speak biblically, you're not going to speak biblically unless you know the Bible. Colossians 3, my wife and I are in, thanks to Brian Doyle, are in the process of memorizing Colossians 3. I think I mentioned that to you. Well, verse 16 says, let the words of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Mm-hmm singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God it's the idea it's not just the words just getting in here it's it's that it would dwell in you richly yeah. it has an effect on you right one of the effects of getting in the word and 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 letting it dwell in you richly is that you will teach others you will admonish others as hard as that sounds for some people but the reality is that we are to speak biblically so i love that what we even looked at last week and this chapter where paul says those in berea were more noble than those in thessalonica mm, right they examined the scriptures daily not weekly not monthly not on sunday mornings they examine the scriptures daily to see if these things were so in other words as we take the word in put the word to test
1: test it yeah. to see if it's true yep and, you know, you mentioned a, a big part of all of this discussion has been confidence. We're confident, we're more confident when we know something. Mm-hmm. Think about that in your job. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if you feel like you've got a good grasp on certain information, right, you're, you're, you're confident. You're much more confident in making a presentation or yes, speaking absolutely. to someone. There's nothing worse than being unprepared. So our confidence grows as we know Scripture. But also, and and for me, I have to remember this, that that this is really the top priority. We spend time in the Scripture for all these reasons we're talking about, but I think the top priority is we spend it so that we can grow in our relationship with Christ and our relationship with the Father. And, And confidence comes out of that growing intimate relationship because we know we can trust him. We as it's all, I mean, I'm using the word interconnected a lot, Mm -hmm. but it really is. And as we learn what the scripture says and that God is speaking to us individually through the scriptures about Himself, that gives us confidence in His character and who He is, so that we can go out confident that He's got us, Amen. You know,
2: like we talked about earlier, it's not confidence in yourself, it's confidence listen the more you have sat in that chair over there the more confident you've become in that chair That that chair you listen this isn't a, this isn't a fat joke either
1: <laughs> uh, it's okay
2: we're putting these chairs to the test right how are we putting we're sitting in them we're putting them to the test romans 12:2 do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing Mm. you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We're not going to know what's good and acceptable and perfect unless our mind is being renewed in his word. And and I know we're going to go into a break, and I'm glad we kind of spent some time just talking about those first two points, that we're to live boldly, we're to speak biblically. And when we come back from the break, I know we're going to talk about that we're to share inclusively
1: this is a hot topic well then. and you and doug said this on the program yesterday um, and john brought this up when he called in if there was ever a time Ooh. that we need to live boldly speak biblically and now we're going to talk about sharing inclusively this is this is very timely i think Amen. To, be, to be talking Amen. about these things and and that's god's timing by the way not ours yeah that's right <laughs> so we are going to take our break here at the bottom of the hour for the news Uh, On SWAT Radio, glad you're with us, David Gray and Brad Sykes. And give us a call if you have a question or a comment at 844-777-7928. We will be right back. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes in today. Doug McCary will be back tomorrow. Do we know? Does Doug have a a guest tomorrow?
2: He does.
1: Uh, Sorry, I put you on the spot with
2: that. uh, Roy McGriff. Roy McGriff is, uh, I think Roy is 93 or 94. He attends the Beach Bible Study, SWAT Bible Study, and I believe... I believe Roy came to Christ just a few years
1: ago. Okay. Now, either in his late that, 80s I or early Roy. 90s. Yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And I know Roy. Uh, what a sweet man. Uh, but I don't know his testimony. So I'm assuming we'll get to hear some of that. So, yeah. so tune yeah. in
1: tomorrow. Thursday is, for those of you who might be new to the broadcast, Thursdays are typically the day when Doug has a, a guest on. And, man, he's had some, some great guests, always does. And so – Uh, Check that out tomorrow. We are talking this week about Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. And the first couple of points that uh, Doug and Brad, well, actually Taylor and Doug on Monday, and Doug and Brad yesterday and Brad and I today, we have been talking about um, the topics of living boldly and and speaking biblically as it relates to uh, our lives and certainly as it's shown in Scripture here in the first part of of chapter 17. And we're going to move on to a couple more points in this chapter. Um, yeah. And I'm going to have you read uh, the text. Uh, again, we're in act
2: 17 and we'll do um, let's do one through 15 <clears throat> and just a couple, a couple of things. That, so the idea is that, and if we are kingdom priest uh, and we're going to have an impact for the kingdom, it's this idea that we've got to be bold. And one of the things you see throughout, especially these last few chapters that we've been working through, which really we just started back this fall in Acts 17, but going back to last semester, you see Paul, he goes through these cities and almost every one of them, he's kicked out, he's stoned out, he's whatever. And yet he keeps coming back. What would make you what would make you come back to a place that you've been stoned and they thought you were dead? Mm. What would make you go back to that? You know, yeah. think about it in your own life. What would make you go back to some place yeah. where they couldn't? They they hated you so much they stoned you. Well, there's a there's a, there's there's a belief in what you have. Right. You know, Paul says it's the gospel. Which is the power unto salvation? Paul had the gospel. I mean, he told Timothy, "Guard the good deposit. Guard the gospel."
0: Yeah,
2: you know, when you have a treasure, and we talked about this last week, in jars of clay, we're the we're the clay, by the way, we're the jars of clay, but we have a treasure within the jars of clay, and Paul knew that, and it it didn't matter. Um, the persecution he was right. going to face. He was going back to those places. Right. And I just wonder if you're listening and I'm, I, as that's coming out of my mouth, it's a question for me. Sure. What would make me go back yeah. again and again to share a message to people who really aren't wanting to listen to yeah. it?
1: And that, that's a great question. And and I think of course we could probably find a lot in Paul's writings that answer that question right what would make him go out? well we know we can but the two that come to my mind immediately are when he wrote these light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far yes. outweighs them yeah. all yeah for think about what you just said that paul went through and 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 somewhere he lists everything right mm-hmm. paul himself the shipwreck the beatings the days at sea the flogging the stoning you know he considered those light and momentary Mm-hmm. Would we consider uh, being stoned and left yeah. for dead light and yeah. momentary? Yeah. Yeah. But he tells it. So I think that's a great way. I'll use my expression a lot. What's really going to bake our noodle, right? <laughs> it's a great way to start to get our minds around or a little bit. Well, what's heaven really like? Yeah. What, what's God, yeah. what are God's promises wow. really like? Yeah. And then, of course, his well-known commentary about his verse about, to live is Christ but to die is gain. Yeah. He knew that if he was going back to these places and being obedient to God, that that was his priority, he was living for Christ, yeah. but that if he died, yeah, he was only going to gain. And and I've thought about that in my own life. Can I can I even come close to approaching that level of of confidence and and assurance I feel like you know. Sometimes I I'm in the ballpark, and then yeah. other times I'm weak, yeah. and and yeah. and 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 not so much like that. Let me
2: but. pose this question too, and just as you were speaking, I was thinking about this that there there has to be a level. Well, obviously we talked about bold. I mean, Paul Paul was bold. He spoke boldly. He spoke biblically. You see him. Where does he go when he goes to these villages? He immediately goes to the synagogue. Why? Because that's where the word of God was. He would go to the synagogues. He would he would preach to the Jews. He knew the word of God. He was confident in the word of God. He wasn't confident in himself. In fact, he says oh he says before in, in Corinthians, you know, I don't come to you with words of flashy wisdom or you know s- some great orator. He knew he was not really good at that, but he was confident in the word of God. He was passionate for the word of God. He was passionate to see people converted and changed and I think of the word passion I don't know we use that word loosely I think a lot but what is it what's more passionate to you than sharing the gospel man I'll, I'll tell you what there, I think a lot of people would rather see people converted to a certain political party mm-hmm. than to be having their lives converted and transformed mm-hmm. you know we're, we're it, it just seems to be the, the climate we're living in is we're far more passionate about our political candidate than we are our Savior, yeah. and that's concerning. No wonder we're willing to speak out about political issues, but we're not willing to speak out for the mm-hmm. gospel. Right. And so I think as we work through this text uh, that today, and specifically we've looked at living boldly, we've looked at speaking biblically, now we're going to look at sharing inclusively. In this text. So go ahead and read uh, Acts 17, 1 through 15 again. Sure.
1: Now, when they had passed through Am- Amphilo- Am- Amphipolis.
2: That's about how I, I sounded it. I, out, I, right? I, I
1: practiced <laughs> it in my head before. Amphipolis <laughs> in Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, and as was his custom, on, and on three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them, therefore, believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, They came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea, but Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. I told Doug yesterday,
2: you probably picked up on it, that I think one of the, there's so much in this text. And, uh, you know, I'm a word guy. I love to, to kind of dig into certain words and where it says this, that uh, these men who have turned the world upside yeah. down have come here also. Right. right. You know, I wonder if we went down to Daytona or some other city close to us, w- would would they say, God, these guys, uh, these guys are the same guys that were up in Jacksonville turning the world upside down mm. or in Virginia Beach or in Meridian, Mississippi. Are we turning
1: the world upside down? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Well, and you know, I I don't know if this is connected or not, but it's just kind of a random thought. Um, Satan Satan goes after people that are effective, right? Yeah. And, you know, when it says here that um, the Jews were jealous, taking some wicked men of the rabble, They formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. I'm putting you on the spot. Does that remind you of anything from the Old Testament, from early in the Old Testament? Surrounded the house and demanded that the men be brought out to the crowd. Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking of Lot with the angels in Sodom or Gomorrah. Sodom, I guess. Now, they wanted the men to come out for they didn't know they were angels and they wanted them to come out for different reasons. Right. But the point is they were persecuting and attacking these messengers of God. Yeah. And I again this is just I'm reaching here a little bit but when I read that they surrounded the house and were trying to bring them out to let the mob kind of have their way with them that reminded me of that that scene yeah. with Lot and and the angels and and so obviously they were doing something that was upsetting the prince of this world.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting. If you, if you go back and you listen to even the last two or three weeks and you look at the the passages here, what is, what's the first thing that Paul does when he arrives in these uh, villages? Yeah. He, he goes to the synagogue and he preaches the gospel. He shares the gospel. And, and we know the word tells us the gospel is a stumbling block. It's going to provoke people, but it's also going to persuade people. And it says that he reasoned with them and ultimately persuaded them. We didn't get much into it on this
1: segment, but I know we will. We will pick up on that when we come back here on SWAT Radio. Join us. Call us at 844-777-7928 with a question or a comment, and we
0: will be right back.
1: parts and truck rental and leasing to the north florida and south georgia truck market more information on tom neal truck company is located at www.tomneal.com that's www.tomnehl.com
2: if you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same
0: old lights. Trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better
2: life, there's a better life.
0: If
1: you got pain,
0: he's a pain taker.
1: If you feel Welcome low. back, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes here on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us. We are looking at Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. And uh, we are picking up on the kind of the Doug's uh, – well, it's not just Doug's, but Doug brought this out. The third point um, in his uh, kind of four application points for this passage, first being to live – we are to live boldly, we are to speak biblically, and now third, we are to share inclusively.
2: Yeah. I want to just highlight two verses that you uh, that you read uh, leading off that last segment um, it's verse 4 and verse 12 of chapter 17. And, and first of all, at the end of verse 13, it says, well, so it says, explain verse 3, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead and saying, this Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. Now, this isn't... Uh, You know, so oftentimes, Doug mentioned this today at Bible study, and we're going to go over this next week. That when we share the gospel, it's not, I don't, if I'm sharing the gospel with David, I'm not saying, hey, David, you know, Jesus has a wonderful plan for your life. That's not how you begin the gospel. The gospel is about God first. And he says, this Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. And verse 4 says, and some of them were were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did, and this is the key point, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. Now, boy, that would have been controversial right there. Right. Now, if you go down to verse 12... I'm going to read 11 and then 12. Now, these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Speaking of the Bereans, they received the word with all eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Verse 12, many of them, therefore, believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. (laughs) This idea, and I think it's – Doug and I briefly talked about it even before Bible study today, is how we have, in the West at least, we have kind of put boundaries about around who we're going to share the gospel with. First of all, we've shared these statistics before that I think it's – Doug loosely used this, this percentage yesterday or day before, I can't remember, like 90%. I think it's like 92 or 93% of evangelicals, have openly said they've never shared the gospel with one person.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. That's hard to imagine how that's possible. Why would that be? Well, it could be a number of reasons which we've already touched on. Number one, they're not confident. They're they're not bold. Number two, they don't know the Word of God. So when it comes to speaking the gospel, they don't don't know how to share the gospel. Uh, Number three is they've decided who they're going to share with. Based on who kind of they like, right? And yet here, Paul, there are no limits to who Paul's going to share the gospel with. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we think, of course, of uh, Galatians three twenty eight, where Paul writes, "There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus." And and I was talking with about this with someone recently. There's really only two groups of people in the world, if you really boil it down biblically, those that are in Christ and those that are not. And no matter what somebody is into, with respect to their lifestyle, with respect to sin that they struggle with, with respect to anything that you could name, how different somebody might be from you in personality and lifestyle and culture, apart from god's mercy and grace toward us we're in the same boat as anybody who's not in christ yes yeah and i think that we have to start that's that's i hope the right mindset mm-hmm. right that mm-hmm. the the not showing favoritism mindset that that it doesn't matter who somebody is or what they're doing apart from the gospel, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. And I may be worse in some ways than that person without without the gospel, without God saving me. I, yeah. I definitely would be. Yeah. And so I think if we can try to remember that, <laughs> it can help us when we're thinking about, well, who do we, we share? As we have opportunity, not, not, discriminating about right. who we're sharing to
2: with. anyone. Right. Uh Isaiah fifty six seven. I was just looking that up while you were talking, not that I wasn't listening. <laughs> it says, These I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you mentioned first Peter uh Two nine, i believe earlier uh, that you are a royal priesthood a holy nation you're your chosen people uh, a people of God's own possession that you may that you might proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into light so there's a couple of things happening there when i think about it. one of them is and Doug has taught on this before that the first part of that verse is your identity. It's who you are. You're God's. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. That's identity. The second half is purpose. What are you here to do? Right. You're here to proclaim the excellencies, not just of God, but the one who called you out of darkness. Mm. You, you touched on it. I mean, remembering that you once were in darkness. Yeah. And how, how excited should we be To know, we didn't figure this out on our own. The faith you have is not of your own. It is a gift of God. By grace, you've been saved, not of your own. So if you think your faith is something of your own, no wonder you're not sharing that with other people. Mm. But your faith is a gift from God to be proclaimed to others because he called you out of darkness and into his light.
1: Really well said. And. You know, you were mentioning earlier about, and, and of course you've talked about it, Doug especially has talked about it, the Greek versus the Hebrew mm-hmm. means of learning and teaching, where the, the Greek was more head knowledge and, and learning that way, whereas the Hebrew method was following and learning and by doing and following and, and becoming like your, your teacher. Mm-hmm. Think about, and again, it's hard for us to appreciate this, and this is not a plug for Doug's Israel trips, but when you go over there, it helps you to understand this, yes, the yes. culture. Think about the people that Jesus went after. <laughs> and it was, we we have a hard, you know, again, we read things in Scripture that, let's face it, sometimes become a little rote if you've heard it. I don't mean rote in the sense that it's not important, sure, sure. but familiar. Maybe that's a better word. Like, The story of the woman at the well. Yeah. And by the way, The Chosen TV show does a a great great job job. with that scene. Yeah. But we can't understand or appreciate how astonished the disciples were to find Jesus talking and ministering to that woman. Yeah. Yeah. And think about the Pharisees saying, why does your teacher eat with sinners, with tax collectors and prostitutes? Yeah. Right? So if we're to be like Jesus, and, and, and actually, I've mentioned this before, this was one of Doug's most impactful teachings, I thought, on the trip over there. We went to Caesarea Philippi, which was uh yeah. just a, a, a bastion of paganism exactly. and child sacrifice yeah. and idol worship and all these different things. and Jesus took the disciples there, and they were probably thinking, "What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. This is hell. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's where Jesus famously yeah. said yeah. to Peter, "You're the rock on which I'll build my build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against yeah. it." And and Doug's point was gates are defensive, yeah. And so therefore the and and we were at a place that was like the gates of hell on earth, yeah. Exactly. And so Jesus' point was that if the gates are defensive, the church is to be offensive. Yes. Not you know. Meaning like in sports, right? Totally. On On the offense. Totally. And and there's no place or, that we shouldn't go and nobody to whom we shouldn't go. Amen. And I just thought that, that made that so real and so powerful to me. So I, now with all that said, am I still guilty of shying away from certain people or thinking they're weird or not wanting to talk to them? Sure. Yeah. I have to work at that. I have to ask yeah. God for help with that. Yeah. But I, but it, it helps to remember, like we, like the Bible says, the depths from which we've been saved. Absolutely, and I think there's there's so
2: much opportunity there to discuss, and I, we'll we'll kind of touch on this next week. By the way, uh, you and I are back here on Friday, and we'll kind of get into this this fourth aspect, which is uh, number one, live boldly; uh, two, speak biblically; three, share inclusively; and then fourth, suffer. Trustingly mm. And and I know we're probably, we're probably Supposed to cover that today We'll kind of get into it on Friday As you and I work through Kind of the main text here But that, you know, Jesus said If they persecuted me They're going to persecute you mm. Well, we don't like that mm. Well, he told us that would happen Now, I think we have a tendency To think persecution is somebody That doesn't like you Or they don't like your message Or they shut the door on you Or whatever Listen, we've got people very close to us, maybe even family members, that we haven't been bold enough to even share the gospel with. Why is that? Do you not love them? <laughs> Do you not believe in the gospel? Do you not believe that it's it's his word, not your word? And I think there's some—that's why I underline that word persuasive. Or he, They were persuaded. He reasoned with them mm-hmm. in the synagogues. Mm-hmm. Go reason with your friend. Go reason with your family member. Don't go over there and tell them how great you are. Don't don't go over there and tell them how you got it all together. Because the reality is you were called out of darkness. You were in darkness. And, you know, we we don't have it all figured out. We're we're still a work in progress. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion.
1: He's not done with me because I'm still here. But great way to end what we're talking about today thanks for that brad you've been listening to SWAT radio david gray and brad sykes glad to have been with you today and like brad said we'll be back together on friday